from the Mercy One Studio. Welcome to Straight Talk, a lively discussion on tough issues impacting our lives. Every Tuesday at 10 a.m. and 10 p.m. on Iowa Catholic Radio. Here's your host, Gene Wells. Well, good morning and welcome to Straight Talk on Iowa Catholic Radio. It is your weekly dose of news from the diocese and around the world, plus commentary on issues that that impact us. And boy, has there been a lot of those. So if you've got questions, we'll try to have some answers for you. I'm Jean Wells. I count among my blessings, I say it every week, the opportunity to come to you to broadcast from the Mercy One studio here at Iowa Catholic Radio. And on today's show, we are discussing the, um, the need for mercy. And can we truly be a merciful people? Now, joining me is Deacon, uh, Deacon Dr. Matt Hallback. He is a deacon at St. Luke the Evangelist. Uh, he is also a part of the Sadlier Religion Group. We're going to find out all about that when he joins us. And we're going to talk about can we be truly merciful? And I wonder, can we? How merciful will we be when someone sits in our pew once we can return to Mass? Maybe that doesn't bother you. How merciful are we when someone cuts us off in traffic? Do we grumble under our breath when someone sits in our pew or say something worse when, as we swear at the other driver? Well, how can we be possibly uh, be merciful towards those when, uh, whose political opinions are totally opposite our own? I mean, that seems impossible. Uh, do you do we have it in us to be merciful when our employers are furloughing us or cutting hours or reducing our pay because of the coronavirus? Are we respectful of of the angst that they have, or do we again grumble about that to our friends and family? We're, are we merciful people? You know, how many wonder if their employer is just really taking advantage of a bad situation in order to make a bigger profit? I've heard people grumble that. And if that wasn't bad enough, now uh, how do we have mercy toward the police officers in Minneapolis? We don't have to have mercy towards them, do we? Or the protesters, do we? But what about those who resort to criminal activity following peaceful rallies? Do we need to be merciful towards them? And we haven't even talked about the killer hornets and the cicadas and the hurricanes and the tornado season coming upon us. Stress in our lives can try the most merciful person. So we'll be seeking advice from Deacon Dr. Matt Hallback, uh, again, a deacon at St. Luke the Evangelist, who just a couple years ago wrote a book on being a merciful parish. We're going to talk about that. But first, some events that are coming up this Friday night is that transitional diaconate ordination for three men of our diocese. It'll be at 5 o'clock. It'll be broadcast live on Facebook, on the Diocese of Des Moines Facebook page. Uh, The event is at St. Ambrose, and it just has a small gathering of folks. It's capped at 50. Uh, So primarily the families of the three men to be ordained. And if you've never attended an ordination, you can do this from the comfort of your recliner. 
uh, watch it on Facebook, on the Diocese of Des Moines Facebook page. It is Friday night, 5 p.m. Now, the Christ Our Life Conference is still on for September 26th and 27th. They're taking all the, the precautions needed uh, to have a safe conference for all of us. So you can order your tickets online at ChristOurLifeIowa.com. And Deacon Harold Burke Sivers is one of the keynote speakers. They have a wonderful lineup. Um, we've been talking about them every week. Um, he is an on-fire Catholic deacon. Uh, he inflames the hearts for Christ. I mean, if you have never listened to their 6 to 7 a.m. show here at Iowa Catholic Radio, I mean, it is, it's your morning wake-up. Um, he does, you know, get right in your face on issues. And, you know, I like that. I like being challenged uh, to think about things in a different way. Uh, so, you know, his Benedictine spirituality richly enhances his deep faith. Now, he was a hit at the men's conference last year, so you won't want to miss him again this year at the Christ Our Life Conference, September 26th and 27th. Go online to ChristOurLifeIowa.com. A uh, little bit of news. Now, beginning this Thursday, uh the 11th through the 16th, the remaining parishes in the Diocese of Des Moines will begin reopening for daily Mass, including those in Pope Warren in Dallas County. So you're going to want to check your parish website to see which day they're actually uh, going to be starting Masses within that, you know, the 11th through the 16th. Um, but, but for details on the precautions we are all taking when attending Mass, go to the Diocese website for complete information. That's dmdiocese.org. They have a link front and center on COVID-19. It gives you all the background on how to regather for Mass. Um, it is, it's a wonderful resource for all of us. That way you don't have to second guess what's happening. You get that they say right from the horse's mouth, but I wouldn't want to call the diocese a horse. <laughs> but uh, you can find out the information rather than taking it from conversations you may be having with people. Um, now, this is interesting. And do you remember the, the uh, Pope Francis and that extraordinary prayer service he had the night of March 27th? In solitude, he prayed at St. Peter's in the area normally packed with the faithful and tourists. He stood there alone and it was raining and he invoked the intercession of our blessed mother for the eradication of the coronavirus. That day, March 27th, had the single highest death count in Italy. Over 900 people died that day in Italy. Um, that, was, um, that was the highest day since the inception of the coronavirus. Interestingly, both the death toll and the positive cases in Italy have steadily declined since March 27th. Hmm. I put that towards the power of prayer. A little other good news related to the coronavirus. You may say it's good news. Uh, in Chicago, this was just a little over a week ago, uh, St. Anne of the Daughters of St. Paul tweeted their bookstore had been looted during the riots. She said, I bet people were really disappointed when they got home and found that all they had to show for it was a handful of religious books. What a great attitude. However, she went on to say uh, in their blog post that though we assumed they would have stolen at least, at least a few items, 
A quick inventory shows that they seem to have left without taking a single saving word. What a letdown. I love that. You know, she didn't complain about them breaking into their bookstore. Yes, they really broke the front glass. But they didn't even take a single uh, book, a single saving word of our Lord. What a great attitude. So God bless you, Sister Anne and, and the daughters of St. Paul. Hey, when we come back, uh, we're going to be visiting with Deacon Matt Hallback, Deacon at uh, St. Luke the Evangelist and with Sadly Your Religion. Can we truly be a people of mercy? We're going to talk about that. It's time for Straight Talk right now at Iowa Catholic Radio. Hi, this is Father John Ricardo, and I want to thank Caldwell Parish Funeral Home and Crematory for underwriting Christ is the Answer. Losing a loved one, as we know, is never easy, and it can leave you feeling lost and even hopeless at times. But Caldwell Parish helps ease that burden by sincerely caring both about your loss and about your faith. Caldwell Parish Funeral Home and Crematory is Des Moines' only Catholic-owned and operated funeral home. The number is 515-276-0551 or online at caldwellparish.com. Impoverished children break everyone's heart, but poverty seems like such a big problem. What can one person do to make a difference? For 17 years, Blessman International's passion has been to connect the resources of our donors with sustainable programs that impact the lives of impoverished children in South Africa. Our donors are feeding thousands of hungry children every week, providing basic water and sanitation for impoverished communities, and sharing the love of God in practical ways every day. Go to www.blessmaninternational.org and make your donation today. Is it time for a new roof? Then it could be time for you to get to know Bell Construction. Bell Construction is a roofing company entering its 30th year of business. They specialize in residential re-roofs, like commercial jobs, and have the experience to meet all of your roofing needs with personal service. With Bell Construction, the owner will come to your home or place of business in person to inspect and ensure the quality of work that you deserve. They pride themselves in working with you on a personal basis and making sure you are satisfied. Bell Construction, 515-963-4494. Thank you, Big Red Q Quick Print, for underwriting the sports report. Family-owned and operated since 1980, Big Red Q Quick Print is a full-service print shop ready to help you with all your printing needs with speed and accuracy. Forms, manuals, brochures, letterhead, envelopes, business cards, custom invitations, design, and bindery. Big Red Q Quick Print, located across from Merle Hay Mall. Online at BigRedQ-DesMoines.com. Big Red Q Quick Print. We make printing easy. What is the best gift ever? Well, some might say a Catholic education, and I agree. But if you think you can't afford Catholic education, think again. Apply for CTO, and you could receive up to half your tuition for kindergarten through 12th grade. More information is online, ctoiowa.org. The bottom line, it's for the kids and their future. Support for Dowling Catholic Sports 365 is provided in part by Ashworth Vision Clinic with two licensed optometrists, Barbara Sheets, a Dowling Catholic graduate, and Dr. Todd Pedig. The Ashworth Vision Clinic team provides complete eye exams, contact lenses, glasses, glaucoma testing, and pre- and post-operative care. Ashworth Vision Clinic is located at Ashworth and 60th Street in West Des Moines, 515-440-4610, online at ashworthvision.com. Welcome back to Straight Talk on Iowa Catholic Radio. This is Jean Wells. 
and I am so excited to have Deacon Dr. Matt Hallback, husband, father, deacon, teacher, um, dishwasher, dog walker. Oh, wait a minute. Am I getting too many titles in there? He is a deacon at St. Luke the Evangelist and sadly your religion. So, Deacon Matt, how long have you been a permanent deacon? Uh, Gene, it's good to be with you. Let's see. I've been a permanent deacon for over a year now. Still fresh. Oh, okay. So you were just in the last batch. Yeah, I was in the last batch. They lowered the yeah. bar to get me in. So, <laughs> <laughs> and, You know, it's so hard to keep track. You know, once someone becomes a deacon and you see them in that role in so many ways, you forget that they haven't been doing it forever. No, no. It's uh, a lot of new experiences, and um, it certainly is all the way through been a privilege to just be a part of people's lives in critical moments. So, very blessed. Now, did I miss any titles? Husband, no, father? No, you got plenty of titles. Yeah. Uh, not dog walker, though. We're not a, a, a pet family. Uh, okay. we, we do have a goal. We do have a fish, so maybe I should say we, we do have a pet, but uh, that's the extent. <laughs> when you have six kids, we have enough uh, sort of animal life going on in the house, so it's uh, we don't need another pet. So. That's true. Only six, huh? Only six, yes, right. So God has been very good to us, and uh, we've obviously been very open to God. And um, but right now we're at six and very, very pleased. You and Stacy have a beautiful family. Now, tell, tell us about your role at as a deacon at St. Luke's. It seems like every deacon has kind of a different ministry, a different charism, so it, it looks different for each one. Tell us what you do. Sure. Well, I'm the um, I'm one of four deacons now. We have four deacons at St. Luke's, um, and everyone has different responsibilities. Mine are basically directing uh, the RCIA process, uh, the Rite of Christian Initiation of Adults, which is, to be honest with you, Gene, one of my favorite ministries. Uh, just to watch people encounter Christ in the church, some of them for the first time. Uh, you know, some are coming to be baptized, others are coming for full communion. It's just an incredible uh, ministry, and I am um, ministered to by all these people who Christ is calling to himself. So, love it, and uh, I would say that's probably my primary ministry. Mm -hmm. Have you started um, with the COVID-19 and, and no Easter vigil? Have the folks that were in RCIA, RCIA this last year... Um, well, no, because you haven't started daily masses yet, but we'll be able to do some of their initiation sacraments here, beginning with the daily masses, or how's that going to work at St. Luke's? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, we don't have a pastoral plan yet as to how we're going to bring in this uh, quote-unquote class of, of people. Um, they've we've continued since COVID hit, we started going online with our teaching and we only have, actually this is our second to last lesson. So I'm sure, I'm sure they're sad, but also excited. Uh, it's, you know, it is something else to do. There is a sacrifice to make. There are things to learn and, and there is some homework, uh, not, not to mention the prayer work that we try to do together uh, through this process. But as far as when will we bring them in, um, I'm working with Father Ken on, on how we can do that expeditiously because they have a right to the sacraments and, and they're certainly prepared. And uh, we want to do it safely and appropriately. So 
um, we're kind of working those details out. Sounds good. Hey, I, I, I mentioned um, that you're involved with Sadly or Religion. Now, I hadn't uh, ever heard that name until I saw it post on your Facebook page. So tell us a little bit about that organization. Sure. So uh, it's a division of William H. Sadler Public William H. Sadler Inc., which is a Catholic family-based publishing house that goes all the way back. I think it's been around for 184 years uh, in the wow. United States, based in New York. Uh, they were the first publishers of the Baltimore Catechism series. If you remember that. Oh yeah. Um, well, I am not that old, but yes, I do remember. <laughs> <laughs> But, uh, yeah, so our, our wheelhouse, uh, we do have three sort of divisions. We have academic and religion. We have, so for academic, is English language arts, uh, textbooks for K through 8 uh, elementary. Uh, and then we have math, K through 8. And then we have religion, K through 8. So uh, I'm, in, I'm part of the religion division. Um, I'm the executive director of catechesis there. So I have one foot in the publishing side and another foot on the um, sort of focused outward and, and giving presentations in different dioceses and meeting catechetical leaders and trying to meet their needs. So it's, it's a really, uh, it was a wonderful opportunity that came along and, and uh, I'm very blessed for it. Well, many of our deacons, especially the younger ones, have a, a, another job separate than mm-hmm. what they do at the parish. I mean, they do have families to support. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Whether it's one child or six children or ten children, yeah. So, awesome. Thank you for that little bit of background. Now, I noticed that you, uh, and I've been um, I've been seeing your morning prayer posts on Facebook for, through Sadlier. Uh, 53 uh-huh. episodes, you said, and um, you just finished that. And do you have yes, another one starting soon? Yes, we do. Um, so for those who, who weren't following or have never heard of it, we have, and those videos are, will remain up on Sadly Religion's Facebook page. The initiative was to try to help us all connect uh, during the, the time of quarantine and, and lockdown to kind of keep the community of the faithful together and to pray together and to go through the gospel uh, reading each day together and reflect on it. So... Um, we're pivoting now, and I'll give you a sneak peek. So the next series uh, that I would like to do is focused on uh, the seven themes of Catholic social teaching. So we're going to unpack each of those themes. Um, uh, many of them relate to what's going on currently in our country and uh, racial inequality and injustice. Um, and we'll talk about them, and at the end of each episode, give an activity for families to do. So be looking more for that series on Family Religion Facebook page. Fabulous. Fabulous. I like that. Um, now, I have to tell folks, I, I stopped at Divine Treasures, which they are open. And I had read your book when it first came out, but I, I caught the title of it. So in 2016, you published Becoming a Parish of Mercy, A New Vision for Total Parish Evangelization. So folks, if you have not read uh, Deacon Hallback's book, you can get it at Divine Treasures. and. Um, Thank you, Lois. You're welcome. Um, I'm always looking for show content. And honestly, I thought, I don't know if we are people of mercy at all anymore. When you read the headlines, holy moly. Um, So, but then I also, because um, the subtitle talks about, you know, total parish evangelization, these last three episodes 
um, that I've done has been on the new, new evangelization. Because I think we have been thrown, you know, totally into this new evangelization because of the uh, coronavirus. And um, our and our entire life of parish communities, it's been upended. And and we have been challenged to, to pray in new and different ways. And your morning prayer series, as you mentioned, is a, a new way to pray. Um, has, has your ministry as a deacon then changed over the past few months? Because of that, you mentioned something about you had a couple of classes left for the RCIA. That's new and different, right? Yeah, it is. But again, everything's gone Everything's going online. You know, cyberspace is the new meeting space, or is the more popular meeting space now for all things, and especially ministry. Um, it's not ideal. Nothing can replace, you know, human contact and, and that incarnational aspect of, of relationships that we were made for. You know, we weren't made to just see each other in a window or uh, through a window or on a, a screen. We were made for real mm-hmm. contact. Um but that's what we have to do right now. And, and, and in fact, I said to somebody the other day, uh, you know, this, um, with the parishes sort of having been, I don't want to say closed, not of the parishes have been closed, but it's just, there's not been much going on, obviously, uh-huh. at churches. Um, so uh, this has been, the prayer series, for sadly, has been the most, like, regular thing in my ministry. <laughs> to just, meet, you know, meet with people on a daily basis. And like I said, I was so blessed for that because, you know, uh, I, for example, I love my family dearly, but it's nice to see other people. It's nice to have contact with other human beings. And um, to do that, uh, to bring our faith into that contact and prayer is even better. So, um, yeah, things are just different. It's a different medium for meeting people. And I think what we need to, to be ready to do as a church, by the way, and this is my, my little stump speech, is to be ready to catechize about the importance uh, to remind people of the importance of being together and being community. Um, you know, it's it's going to be really easy, I think, for people to continue in the in the habit of staying at home for church and, you know, watching church on TV. And, and people have all sorts of reasons to do that, and, and there are many, many good reasons to do that. But nothing replaces coming together and, and worshiping God as a people. So I really hope that we do some, some things to uh, to catechize about that. But, you know, the flip side, though, Deacon, is that I don't want us to just go back to everything we used to do. Because I think there's value in both and. I you do, know, that, I you know, to, I to be I... able to, um, you know, watch or be able to go to Mass. And then I love, I've mentioned this every week, I think, um, Bishop Johnson does a reflection every Sunday. It posts about noon on the diocese Facebook page. To be able to hear our shepherd give his reflection on the Sunday gospel as well. It's like, well, right. I hope that doesn't go away. You no, know, it's I, I like we can do both because I agree. We need relationships. We need to accompany people. We need to be physically there. But but we also need to be fed in ways that maybe are at one in the morning because that's when we're awake. I absolutely agree, Jean. I think... Um where we could really take advantage of social media and, and just the use of the Internet is to be creative in providing ways for people to grow in their faith that prepare them, let's say, for going to Mass and, and having a, a richer experience, and then also mm-hmm. that, that help them to continue or to follow up on that experience of liturgy, uh, again, through 
social media and other re- uh, online mm-hmm. resources. So we can certainly be more creative with those mediums and supporting yeah. and, and enriching our, our prayer together. Mm-hmm. Well, now our topic today, I've gotten off track. Our topic today is <laughs> about being a person of mercy. I know you're shocked, right? Um, but given the amount of stress we have all been under with the coronavirus, the rallies and the riots, how do we maintain our merciful nature if we even had one to begin with? Yeah, that's a great question. And I want to start first by saying uh, mercy is a graced action, meaning that we need God's help to be a people of mercy. It's not something that we do uh, by nature necessarily. It's something I think very supernatural uh, because... And we can't order at Amazon.com. I'm sorry? Right. We can't order it at Amazon.com. I'd like 10 units of grace. It'd be nice. Yeah, it comes in a little pill. You just take it once a day and you'll be merciful. Um, Right. No, it's, Mm -hmm. you know, it's it's the idea that, and Jesus alludes to this, that, you know, you, it's easy to love people that love us, but the challenge Mm -hmm. of discipleship is to love those who don't love you. And uh, that requires his grace. I don't know any other way to say that. And the question really at hand is, do we desire that grace? And there are times, if we're honest with ourselves, that we don't, that we don't want to be merciful, uh, that we, for whatever reason, want to continue, uh, because we have a right to, you know, because we have, because it, in some ways it feels, we're, we feel more justified when we hang on to the anger and, and reproachment and whatever else we're feeling, and, and no one's going to deny the importance of feeling our feelings. And, uh, you know, whether it's anger or whatever, but the reality is mercy is also a part of our healing. And uh, if we want to be whole and holy, at some point, uh, we need to begin a process of letting go whatever anger, whatever whatever is keeping us from being a person of mercy. In other words, maybe it's forgiving somebody that's harmed us, and maybe that comes in the form of, you know, not wishing the worst on that person anymore, but maybe saying a prayer for their good. Uh, that's a step forward. Um, but I want to say one thing real quick. Mercy is, is, is not a, um, uh, you know, it's really not, it's not an excuse. I think some people conflate mercy with this idea of whitewashing things and everything's fine now and, and, uh, it doesn't matter or what you did is, uh, hasn't left, you know, its marks, uh, hasn't left an imprint. Um, it, it does. And mercy doesn't mean forgetting things that have happened that have, you know, wrongs that have been done. Uh, but when we strive to desire mercy is when the, our own healing gets placed in our hands, when we become in charge of our healing, instead of waiting for the person who's wronged us to then turn around and repent and try to do justice towards us, which should happen, which should happen. But for us to wait for it to happen is still to have our lives on hold and in some ways in control by the person or persons who have wronged us. So really, psychologically speaking, not that our Lord's a, he's a counselor, right? The Holy Spirit's a counselor as well as an advocate. But, uh, you know, Jesus, uh, you know, while we're on the couch with Jesus, um, the psychological ramifications is that healing now is in our hands. Uh, if we can find work for a, a thoughtful way to forgive uh, those who've wronged us. It doesn't mean it's easy. It doesn't mean it feels good. And absolutely, justice is a part of mercy, which I hope we get to. Uh, but by beginning it ourselves, working for mercy, it keeps the 
healing and the, and, the, and the power of our lives in our hands and not in the hands of people who've wronged us. You know, Deacon Mike, or Deacon Matt, um, that is one of the um, epiphanies I had at one point in time several years ago that was like, why am I giving control of this anger and mm-hmm. um, harboring this resentment to this other person? Let it go. You know, let it go. Mm-hmm. Be merciful to them when they may not be merciful to you, but let it go. And it was mm-hmm. this, ah, oh, that feels so right, Lord. That feels mm-hmm. so good to let that go, you know, to, to love that person and uh, to be and, respectful and again, of them, you know, regardless of how they're treating me. Right, right. And, and, and again, feel those feelings. If you've been wrong, you have a right to feel however you want to feel. I mean, we have a right to our feelings in any case, in any situation. Mm-hmm. But And find your advocate. And, and, and emote to them, tell them how you feel, and, and, and commiserate, and, and get, you know, all that is so healthy and a part of this. Uh, but, but again, and I, and I really appreciate your personal story there, I think it's an epiphany for people um, when they realize that if I begin, and I've emphasized begin, to work for mercy, to, to work to forgive, that puts me in control, and that's, that's something that I feel, mm-hmm. we, we feel like we lose a little autonomy, right? Not, not only our dignity, but we lose a little autonomy when we're harmed. And, and this is a way to remind us that we still have that power. Hey, we need to take a quick break. And when we come back, we're going to talk about um, this, you know, inner disposition, if, if that's what you want to call mercy. But then the external expression of that given the mm-hmm. things that are happening in society today. You know, it's all good to talk about things philosophically, but we have to walk out the front door and live with people that may have different opinions. So we're going to talk about how to truly embrace that spirit of mercy. You're listening to Straight Talk right now on Iowa Catholic Radio. What is the best gift ever? Giving a Catholic education is at the top of my list. Your contribution to CTO helps families send their children to our Catholic schools who otherwise could not afford it. In giving to CTO, you receive the best tax credits ever. Pledge or donate online at ctoiowa.org. The bottom line, it's for the kids and their future. Doing what is challenging because it's right. That's Blackbird Investments. In 2013, Blackbird Investments was born from the inspiration of St. Kevin. When it comes to building real estate, they look for creative solutions by forming strategic alliances, creating energy-efficient buildings, and engaging with local craftsmen. At its core, Blackbird Investments believes in giving buildings a new life. BlackbirdInvest.com Blackbird Investments, doing what is challenging because it's right. Thank you to Mercy One for their support of Iowa Catholic Radio. From the cardiovascular experts at the Iowa Heart Center to the pediatric services of Mercy Children's Hospital and Clinics, Mercy provides complete care for Central Iowa's adults and children with more than 50 primary care and specialty clinics in the Des Moines area. Find a convenient Mercy One location near you online at mercydesmoines.org.
Since 1924, St. Vincent de Paul has been helping those less fortunate work towards self-sufficiency. Last year, St. Vincent de Paul helped over 20,000 individuals with food, clothing, and shelter, while also offering classes in financial literacy, high school completion, career readiness, and prisoner re-entry. SVDPDSM.org, 515-282-8327. Shop, donate, volunteer, serve. This message was brought to you by Homemakers Furniture. Programming support for Catholic Women Now is provided by Iowa's injury attorney, Fred Haas. For over 30 years, Fred Haas has helped injured Iowans recover financial, physical, and emotional losses from car, truck, and motorcycle accidents, work-related injuries, and injuries due to negligence. Most importantly, providing the professional, personal, and responsive legal counsel that everyone deserves. Fred, double D, Haas, double A, the Des Moines Law Offices of Fred Haas. While we have time... Let us do good. Support for Dowling Catholic Sports 365 is provided in part by Ashworth Vision Clinic with two licensed optometrists, Barbara Sheets, a Dowling Catholic graduate, and Dr. Todd Pedig. The Ashworth Vision Clinic team provides complete eye exams, contact lenses, glasses, glaucoma testing, and pre- and post-operative care. Ashworth Vision Clinic is located at Ashworth and 60th Street in West Des Moines, 515-440-4610. Online at ashworthvision.com. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio in Christ is the Answer with Father John Ricardo is provided by Confluence Brewing Company, a local brewery featuring seasonal and limited-release beers located off the bike trail south of Grays Lake and online at confluencebrewery.com. Confluence Brewing Company has growlers to go, apparel, and other gifts for family and friends. Confluence Brewing Company is available for curbside service and would like to thank you for your support. Thank you, Confluence Brewing Company, for your support of Iowa Catholic Radio. Here's your forecast on Iowa Catholic Radio. We'll be in the mid to upper 70s this afternoon. Gusty winds, showers and thunderstorms, and heavy rainfall possible. More rain overnight down to about 58. Showers continue tomorrow. The weather is brought to you by Rock Valley Physical Therapy, outstanding outpatient physical therapy and sports medicine rehabilitation with seven convenient locations in the Des Moines metro and southwest Iowa area. I'm meteorologist Steve Hamilton on Iowa Catholic Radio. Learning about mercy with my guest, Deacon Dr. Matt Hallback. He is the deacon at St. Luke's the Evangelist in Ankeny and the executive director of catechesis in the religion group at Sadlier Religion. Uh, so, Deacon Matt, thank you so much for joining us. And my pleasure. As, as, I, as I reread your book um, this last week, yeah, I, if mercy is a characteristic of our inner disposition and our behavior then towards others is our external uh, expression of that characteristic. I just wonder whether we as a society need to work on being merciful because I don't see a lot of that happening. Right. I don't see a lot of mercy. (laughs) Well, you know what? Um, I think we could all probably attest to that and to some degree and, and on a personal level and, and uh, on a social level. But I think it's important to qualify uh, mercy always is in, works hand-in-hand hand with justice, and justice is a very important component to mercy. 
uh, as I said earlier, I, I certainly don't want to give any sense of mercy being um, forgive and forget and all's well. Mercy also includes atonement, uh, includes repentance, includes contrition. I mean, we just look at the sacrament of penance as kind of an outline of the ingredients for mercy, and they're all there as you walk through the celebration of that sacrament. And the justice piece is there in that penance. Um, and so there is always a need to atone for mercy to be fully given or experienced. Uh, so I just want to be clear about that. But I, I, yes, so the inner disposition, you know, St. John Paul, St. Pope John Paul II took this up um, uh, shortly after a, a visit to the United States, and he wrote a letter on, on mercy. And there, too, he said just what you said. He said, I'm not sure that we are a people, as a people, desire mercy anymore. I, I think we uh, see ourselves um, uh, too... Um, self-interestedly, and it's very difficult to, if, if that's our viewpoint, it's very difficult to understand the important role mercy plays in us being our fullest self, which is our self in the image and likeness of Christ. Uh, why is that important? It's not just some theological truth. It's because when we act most like Christ, we experience the most of ourselves and the most meaning of life. It's when we feel our fullest or most fulfilled. And so mercy is something that uh, is an ingredient to all that, but it gets precluded or over. it gets clouded by uh, a lot of feelings like, um, and they're good, like I said earlier, Gene, these are, these are, this is a very sensitive topic, so I'm just trying to make sure I'm, I'm being very clear, that um, feelings of of hurt and feelings of, of whatever, if someone's harmed you, those are all valid and, and all important to navigate and to understand. But it's, I'm just trying to plead with people to understand, too, that we were made to be a people of mercy because we're made in the image and likeness of God, who himself is mercy, and how he mm-hmm. treats us every in every way, from the most domestic daily occurrences to all of salvation history, is through the lens of mercy. In fact, I love the very first line of, of uh, the papal bull that inaugurated the, the Jubilee Year of Mercy from Francis, and he said, line one, Jesus Christ shows us the face of the Father's mercy. If you want to know who Jesus is, he's a person of mercy. So that demands, as a church, as the body of Christ, we be a people of mercy. And to cultivate that in ourselves first requires a desire, <laughs> and that's the key. Like, <laughs> And let's break this down into very kind of simple... Of you know, kind of popular experiences of personal change, and you and if you want to jump in, you can too. But I'm going to start with mine. I just started a workout regimen. I just started a diet, and uh, a kind of a total revamping of my physical health, which, as we know, connects with their spiritual and, and emotional well-being as well. Yeah. But my goodness, trying to just start isn't that the heaviest lift? You know, pun intended. Just to say, all right, I'm going to less carbs today. All right, I'm going to get out and try to jog a little bit today. I mean, that's heavy lifting. And you know, Deacon Matt, yeah. I think the um, the greatest commitment for doing this reinvigoration of our personal health is any time at bedtime the night before you're going to start. Mm, I like that. Tomorrow, I am committed. I am dedicated. I am going to be focused. Yeah, and, and I, the next I, I morning remember, comes and we blow it off. Right, and I think you're making the 
really important connection between whether we're talking about becoming a people of mercy or just getting in better physical health. Uh, mm-hmm. we, we need to, we need prayerful support. We need to, we need to connect with Christ to foster this desire in us because if it were a natural desire, we'd already be doing it. But we've, mm-hmm. we've, we've gone and formed other habits. So we need someone to break into our lives, uh, in this case, Christ with his grace to bring about change. And the same thing with mercy, desiring to be more merciful. And again, qualifying mercy with the understanding that mercy does involve working for justice, um, mm-hmm. we have to desire that. And to desire that, especially if we've been wronged, that's something we need grace to do. We can't, we can't create that emotion and that desire ourselves. It needs to be given to us. And it, needs to be, it reminds me in some respects of the 12-step program, which, which is a great paradigm, too, for, for spiritual life. And, and that 12-step, the first step always begins with the acknowledgement of a higher power, it's the same thing here. We, we cannot make these paradigm shifts in our lives, these changes, without God. And I love your idea of the prayer before the morning, um, and I would just say, heck, pray in the morning, too, right before you start. But you, you made that incredibly important connection with prayer. We cannot make these changes without it. My guest is Deacon Dr. Matt Hallback, and early in the book that you wrote called Becoming a Parish of Mercy... Um, you encourage us to seek mercy. Again, this is a gift. So we can't just go and, you know, say I'm going to be merciful. But um, <laughs> you encourage us to seek mercy in the sacrament of reconciliation and then Eucharist. But these sacraments aren't been, they have not been readily available to us. They will be soon. But mm-hmm. we need the grace of those sacraments even more right now. How, how do we right. garner grace needed during these trying times well like you said at the very beginning you know the the new new quote-unquote evangelization includes i think new ways of encountering christ and what has been put in the forefront um which i think is a great thing uh and god is going to get the most uh, fruit out of this is services of the word and uh you know, preaching and reflection opportunities for people who are at home, you know, that can't, that can't, as you say, receive sacraments. The Word of God has really taken a forefront um, in all things ministry in the Catholic Church. And, and maybe that's a good thing, Gene, because, you know, we, the, the, our Mass is saturated with the Word of God, but how many people know that? Um, the Word of God speaks to us on a daily basis, but how many people take advantage of that? Uh, mm-hmm. It supports our prayer life. Um, so the fact that this new environment has brought about, I think, a, a more prevalence of the Word, I think is a great thing. And the Word can certainly be utilized when we want to make transformations in our life, uh, when we want that grace, right? The Word of God is a source of God's grace for us. And so definitely along with prayer, I would, I, and maybe after this show I could recommend some, some Scripture passages that would be helpful and thinking about um, becoming more of a person or parish of mercy. I think I do include some in the book, uh, to be really honest with you. I, I don't quite remember. It's been a few years, mm-hmm. but I, I'd like to, to propose some, some passages or verses that might be helpful to your listeners, because that's certainly, the word is certainly yeah. goes hand-in-hand hand with our prayer. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And I would re- uh, remind folks that always on the Iowa Catholic Radio Facebook page, uh, our show and every show is... Uh, posted with a link to the rebroadcast of it, uh, or a link to the to the recording of it, and so um, 
Deacon, I would encourage you to uh, respond to that that post when it shows up, probably within a half an hour. And uh, the podcast, as I'm reminding, it's it's called um, mm-hmm. to to post those those scripture on there. So that's all together in one place. Hey, we need to take our last break of the day, and when we come back, we're going to talk about this accompaniment piece that we need to do to be merciful to others. And how do we do that during these times of social distancing? We're going to get some advice from Deacon Matt Hallback. Uh, you're listening to Straight Talk right now on Iowa Catholic Radio. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio's broadcast of Dowling Catholic Sports and Activities is provided by Kemen, a global ingredient manufacturer using science to transform the quality of life for 80% of the world. Kemen is on the leading edge of molecular science, manufacturing more than 500 specialty ingredients for the human and animal health and nutrition, pet food, aquaculture, nutraceutical, food technologies, crop technologies, and textile industries. Kemen strives to sustainably transform the quality of life every day for 80% of the world with their products and services. Kemen, using science to transform the world. Online at Kemen.com. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio and John Leonetti in the morning is provided by Five Sons Naturescapes. Five Sons Naturescapes is a Catholic veteran-owned family company providing premium outdoor landscaping. Clean up and restore outdoor living space with retaining walls, privacy fencing, pergolas, paver sidewalks, and patios. Issues with soil settling and water around the foundation and yard? Five Sons Naturescapes can grade and install drainage tile to help. Five Sons Naturescapes online at fivesonsnaturescapes.com. Partial support for Catholic Women Now comes from injury attorney Fred Haas. When Iowans have been injured through no fault of their own, in a car, truck, or motorcycle accident, harmed in a work-related injury, or suffered injury due to negligence of others, Fred Haas has been on their side to help recover from financial, physical, and emotional loss. Fred, double D, Haas, double A. Online at fredhaas.com. The Des Moines Law Offices of Fred Haas. While we have time, let us do good. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio and Christ is the Answer with Father John Ricardo is provided by Confluence Brewing Company. Brewed locally and featuring regular, seasonal, and limited release beers available at local stores, bars, and restaurants. Confluence Brewing Company at 1235 Thomas Beck Road, off the bike trail south of Grays Lake, and online at confluencebrewing.com. Confluence Brewing Company offers curbside service and would like to thank you for your support. Thank you, Confluence Brewing Company, for your support of Iowa Catholic Radio. Thank you to Mercy College of Health Sciences, downtown Des Moines, for underwriting our show, The Uncommon Good, with me, Bo Bonner. And I'm Bud Marr. A degree from Mercy College provides endless possibilities. Students have access to patients with complex medical conditions, state-of-the-art medical facilities, highly motivated healthcare professionals, and classroom professors that transform them into servant leaders. You can start the programs in fall, spring, or summer. There are endless possibilities available online at mchs.edu slash kwky. What is the best gift ever? Giving a Catholic education is at the top of my list. Your contribution to CTO helps families send their children to our Catholic schools who otherwise could not afford it. In giving to CTO, you receive the best tax credits ever. Pledge or donate online at ctoiowa.org. The bottom line, it's for the kids and their future. Welcome back, everyone. Great talk. Well, and my guest is Deacon Dr. Matt Hallback. 
and he has recently, well, 2016, written a book called Becoming a Parish of Mercy, and I love it when uh, titles like that pop back into my life, and especially in times like now, when, um, as I was rereading, it talks about accompaniment, accompaniment being one of the keys uh, of this relationship and being people of mercy. And I have to admit, I haven't accompanied uh, much of anyone in the last couple of months, unless they happen to walk by my front deck. Um, yeah, you know, I, I, and I, I feel like sometimes, especially like with these rallies, um, I haven't gone maybe out of a sense of fear because I don't know if it's going to erupt into these, you know, riots. Um, I've been really reluctant to go out of places. You know, how do how do we support those who feel marginalized um, when a situation appears dangerous, whether um, medically dangerous for folks that have not left their home because uh, they are in a vulnerable population, or you know, out of out of physical danger in these riots? How do we accompany them when they're not available to be accompanied? Right. Well, again, different climate, uh, so we, we turn to different instruments to achieve our goals. So in the case of accompanying, and by the way, the protests that are happening right now, and I'm speaking especially about the peaceful protests that are happening right now, are, are a tremendous and brave way of accompanying you know, publicly uh, those who have suffered racial inequality and injustice. Um, so that's a great example of accompaniment in and of itself. But and everyone has to decide for themselves if it's if it's uh, if it's prudent for them to get involved, or if they, if there's a question about safety to con- consider that. But what's great is now now than ever before, um, starting something like an online petition and getting people to sign e sign so to speak. Uh, you know, promoting like here's what I'd like to see happen in my local district or in my neighborhood or whatever that supports greater equality in these different measures. That's so easy now uh, with our social media tools. Uh, it used to be letter-writing campaigns, right? <laughs> but now we can instantly uh, create a petition, get it out there, get signatures, send it on to people who make decisions that make change. And uh, so there's certainly ways to get involved without um, going out of the house if you feel that's not for you for whatever reason. Mm-hmm. Um. Bishop Johnson mentioned this morning that he will be at the state capitol this Saturday. Um, I'm looking at the time. Um, it's from 10 to noon on the west side of the capitol. So there's going to be a rally there. Um, mm-hmm. You know, and, and so, you know, Bishop will protect me, right? <laughs> he, he, he's there to, to protect all of us. Yeah. But, I think I think yeah. one of the things that you talked about in your book, and I think what this rally is and others, is that we need to cultivate relationships if we want to be people yes. of mercy yes. based on respect and trust and love. And again, we're merciful by the grace of God, but that doesn't mean we don't have a personal responsibility. And boy, if Amen. there was ever a time that we need to pe- treat people with respect and trust and love, it's now. That's a great point, Gene, because when crises like this hit, what is our first instinct? It's to recoil and it's to hide. Mm-hmm. It's to isolate. Mm-hmm. There's fear out there and I run from it. That's a natural instinct. In, in, 
uh, Christ shows us the opposite. He shows us that he confronts fear, and he confronts it with the power of love and mercy. And if we can be people, and again, the, the protests, peaceful pro- protests happening right now are perfect examples of this. Jesus would be is right along there with them, uh, and certainly the, through the Holy Spirit, right along with them, uh, shouting for equality and shouting to remind the world that we're all made in the image and likeness of God and that we have a great dignity that deserves respect uh, from everyone and by everyone. Um, I would add, too, that um, our, our cultivating relationships with others begins by going out. And sometimes that's an action item or an action phrase from Pope Francis as part of accompaniment, go out. Uh, sometimes it does mean going out your door, but other times, and most times, it means going out of your comfort zone in order to mm-hmm. connect with someone and to share a faith experience with them. What should I be doing using that? How can I go out? Well, i got to be really honest with your listeners. That's something to discern with the Lord, and I want to use Gene's formula. Pray for it at night uh, before you go to bed. Lord, help me be open to your schedule tomorrow, to your inspirations tomorrow, and to adopt, if you will, a spirituality of disruption, because we have our plans and they never seem to go along, and uh, the Lord has His. And when we realize that the people that we encounter, that we think are a happenstance, chance, or by accidents, many, many times they're part of God's plan. And if we were attuned to those opportunities and saw them as ways to connect with people, and then meaning very simple things, hello, how are you, these, these, these little polite uh, things that we do to begin a relationship, that can make a huge difference. I don't know if, how much time we have, but I got a story for you if you've got time. We have about two minutes. Okay. So you uh, really brief. I'll, I'll do super super quick. Um, again, um, life changing relationships begin with very small gestures, and I think I've said in the book about uh, the experience of being at a mass and seeing a woman in and just just disarray, very distraught, very upset. And I kind of thought all through the Mass, should I do anything, get involved, let her know I see her and see her, her suffering. I decide after communion that I place my hand on her shoulder. And Jean, I thought she would freak out or whatever, and she didn't even look at me. And I was in the pew behind her. Instead, she just grabs my hand and holds on with white knuckles. And after the Mass, she looks at me and just says, thank you. And these are the kinds of little things that Pope Francis wants us to all be attuned to and look for opportunities to do. Uh, that's how we begin these relationships of trust, respect, and love. Hmm. That's beautiful. You don't have to write a big speech. No. No. Yeah. Uh, real quick, uh, 30 seconds. What's your, uh, this next upcoming series you have with Sadly Our Religion? Yeah, thanks for allowing me to promote it. So we're going to be switching to a new format where we'll focus on the seven themes of Catholic social teaching. You can find those on the USCCB website or go to your catechism online. talks about those important themes. Uh, and each episode will touch on a theme. And at the end of the episode, we'll offer an activity for families to do uh, to help them kind of go deeper into that and to practice that in their lives. So they need to follow you on Facebook so they'll get all the up-close-and-personal yes, version of that. Yes, you can follow me on Facebook uh, personally, um, or you can go to the Sadly Religion Facebook page, which I urge you all to do, and you can find lots of free resources uh, to support your growth in faith. Awesome. My thanks to Deacon Dr. Matt Hallback. Uh, also, thanks to my producer, Jimmy Olson, who's back in studio taking care of us. I'm Jean Wells, and today... Asking St. Faustina, the patron saint for divine mercy, to intercede on behalf of all people that we may grow in relationship to trust, 
respect, and love each other. St. Faustina, pray for us. Thank you for joining me today on Straight Talk. We are on the air because of your prayers and generosity. Thank you so much. So please consider a tax-deductible gift at iowacatholicradio.com. Straight Talk is every Tuesday at 10 a.m. and rebroadcast at 10 p.m. at Iowa Catholic Radio. Stay tuned now for Christ is the Answer with Father John Ricardo. God bless. Straight Talk, where you get answers to tough issues impacting your life. Listen anywhere at any time via podcast at iowacatholicradio.com. Straight Talk, heard every Tuesday at 10 a.m. and replayed at 10 p.m. only on Iowa Catholic Radio.